I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, let's hang out listeners. As you know, we take our summer hiatus and we like to use that to highlight other queer podcasters. So today we have an episode from Les Chat with Jojo and Daira. This is an incredible episode. I've been following these two on TikTok, on Instagram. They have great advice about queer dating and what it's like to date a woman. So this particular episode honestly cracks me up because it's all about, you know, when a straight girl is like, oh, it'd just be so much easier if I could date a woman. And you're like, um, clearly you've never dated a woman. So that's what they're going to dive into here. All of the pros and cons uh, that come from dating a woman. So here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Tyra. Ooh. You see my gains? Oh, she's yeah. been working out. It's not there yet. <laughs> I got a long way to go. I see gains. I, I love the gas, though, babe. Thank you. You love, you see, you see them? It's because yeah. she felt them. She felt the pump when I was getting it. Yeah. Anyway. What's the juice out here in these streets? I was going to welcome the people who haven't been, who, who who have not listened to the podcast, and this is their first episode. This is your first episode. You, you know never- what? I know why? I'm not going to lie. Yep, you're right. This probably will be the, the first episode that a lot of newcomers will see because of the title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know y'all just want the gay shit. Like, it's okay. I want the gay shit, too. It be like that. Right. So welcome, 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 welcome to Let's Chat Podcast, where we talk about gay stuff. 
Or a good majority of it is gay shit. Good majority, not everything. We try to get, you know, a little bit gay relation in there. Mm -hmm. um, other than just us being gay. Yeah. Um, But in our reality, we get down to a little bit of everything, you know, that mm -hmm. pertains to us personally. Because we are also here to give personal experiences and just share our perspectives on things, uh, mm -hmm. as we've been saying. So if this is your first time coming and seeing mm -hmm. this video, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you share it. And people you share it to loves it, enjoys it and that you guys continue to follow us moving forward um we have a shit ton of um <laughs> previous episodes uh so go ahead and check that out as well spotify apple podcast youtube you know all the shits just click the link in the bio you heard mm -hmm. we also do this thing called family meetings where our listeners ask us ask us questions and we answer them to the best of our ability we're not professionals like jojo said this is just based on our experiences um and yeah we're two queer latinas who are in a relationship and we felt like this was needed um but yeah we're not gonna give you too much go ahead and do your own research on the podcast and keep listening yeah so uh-huh. In this episode, <laughs> we are going to talk about, as you see the title, 10 things we knew before. Then 10 things I wish I knew before coming out. She's nervous, she y'all. She's talk. nervous. She can't She talk. said there might be new people here. Hold on. <laughs> um, nah, but if you, for those of you who've been following us, or if you're going to catch up on previous episodes, we did do an episode that was 10 things I wish I knew um, before dating women. And that actually did really well mm -hmm. um so you know kind of just piggybacking off of that we figured we'd do 10 things we wish we knew before coming out mm -hmm. so that's you you want to get into it or yeah you let's get into something? it let's do this let's do the damn thing all right you want to do number one yeah number so one. <laughs> <laughs> number one is you don't have to change your styles and mannerisms or behavior when coming out and she said that to me because she knew that i was out here switchy 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 swatchy all that shit um i 110 percent agree uh when i was i'm not gonna say when i was first coming out but in my beginning stages of um getting into my experience of liking women or like you know knowing that girls like and girls was a thing mind you i was super young i was 14 years old in fucking middle school mm -hmm. and uh i had just come to realize like this is a thing and i wasn't the only one so um for me i grew up very tomboyish so it only made sense for me to be more so to say um like aggressive like a stud i guess so to say um so i was just giving into a lot of my uh what's the word I, I can never think of what the fuck i'm trying to say um but i was giving more so into my tomboyish side and because i was more comfortable that way so i was getting into hats and like presenting myself more masculine so to say that's the word i'm looking for i was conforming more to my masculine side and completely neglected my feminine personality and presentation and traits as I was getting older that um I just thought I had to look this way you know like if I if I know that my mannerism in a way is like kind of in that masculine energy that I had to shed myself in a masculine light mm -hmm. and I feel like for me that just 
threw me in a specific label, you know, mm-hmm. and an idea of like, this is the type of lesbian you have to be. You're either super girly or you're super masculine. Mm-hmm. And again, because of my tomboyish ways, I was like, I'm going to be masculine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I did that because, I mean, I'm still a little masculine, but yeah. I'm way more comfortable in my femininity than I was then. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're, this, this, I feel like a lot of this is going to pertain to me because Uh you didn't have, like, you didn't go through this transition younger. Yeah. Like, like in that stage where you didn't know who you were yet. Right. Um, I came out later in life. Um, and like before coming out, I guess to me, that wasn't a thing because I saw so many gay people who were femme who were uh, STEM, who were studs. So it was like, okay, I didn't know the labels back then. I didn't know any of that. I just knew, all right, there are some gay, gay people who look more masculine and there are some gay people who look more feminine. Mm. Um, I didn't know there were actual terms had a variety. So I was just like, okay, I get, this is a thing. Like You really don't know who's gay and who's not. <laughs> and that's a good thing and a bad thing because as a femme, I feel like sometimes femme actually do feel like they need to show more mask mm. so people could know that they're actually like, Okay. Yeah. So they might also change up their style. I don't think I changed up my style to the extreme, but I do think that I started becoming more comfortable in like wearing sneakers and cargoes and things like that. Like I always mm-hmm. felt like I needed to like dress up and like wear like dresses and shit like that. And then I was like, no, I could wear suits. I could like I could look a certain way and be comfortable and not be so feminine and wear heels all the time. Like I was I don't have to be like that. Like, yeah. I, I really don't. So, yeah. All right. Number two, your family and friends will not hate you. And if they don't support you, then you can cut them off. Period. So, this is major for me. Like, like if you get anything out of this, I really want you to remember that they're not going to hate you, even though it feels like they hate you i feel like it's like a big adjustment for parents especially parents who come from different backgrounds who aren't really woke who don't really know what's going on with like society now and we're so like free and i feel like now you see that more but back in the day you didn't see that and my Mm -hmm. parents are a little bit old school so i remember before coming out i would stress so much about this like, I was stressed, like, about having to come out. And, like, I was in therapy and everything. Not because of that, but that was just, like, an added thing. And I was, like, I felt like I was living a lie. Like, I felt like I was stuck. And I was, like, I couldn't even communicate to my parents about, like, what I did last weekend. Because it was, like, I was on a date with a girl. Like, it was just, like, <laughs> things like that. And it, it really felt like I was living a double life. And when you do that, it feels lonely. And it feels, like... You just, you, I, I feel like I got a hint of what depression feels like during that time because I feel like I was just crying for no reason. Like I would, because I felt guilty in a way. And then I felt like if I don't come out, I'm going to like, my, my mental health is going to go to the floor to shit. Yeah. And if I do come out, I'm going to feel more liberated, but my parents probably aren't going to accept me. Right. And the if you go back to like our previous episodes, I've definitely said it somewhere there and there where my mom had my mom is this strict Dominican woman who back in the day, um, 
she had like some i don't know if it was mental health issues or what but she thought that my older sister was gay so she literally kicked her out of the house for that for that one reason um so i was like oh that's not gonna happen (laughs) like like, i was like yeah so you know obviously i waited until a time where i was by myself and more independent but like i feel like a lot of people still live with their parents Mm -hmm. and I don't want to pressure anyone to coming out, but just know that it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. Like you, you'll be surprised by like how people react. The people who claim they love you the most will be weird about it. And the people who you think are going to feel some type of way, don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. Literally don't care. Like I remember telling um, one of my roommates, like in co- we were roommates in college and she was like super religious. So I was scared to tell her. Because I'm like, oh, you know how people are in their religion and their, you know, male, male and female only type mentality. So I was a little scared to tell her. So I was crying. And she was like, super cool about it. She was like, you don't have to cry for that. Like, I accept you. Like, she ended up sleeping over. Like, her daughter was there. There was like no awkwardness. And I, w- I was literally shook. Shook. And like, when I was telling my parents, I felt like I was getting like anxiety like i couldn't fucking breathe it sounds crazy but like i don't know if anyone could relate to this but it it's a lot of pressure on somebody it is when they're in the closet it's like Mm -hmm. so much pressure and it leads you to you know feeling crazy and then once you do come out you feel a little bit better (sighs) but yeah (laughs) i mean coming out is definitely hard and Mm -hmm. Uh, not everybody has the same experiences when coming out of being accepted by the ones closest to them. Mm-hmm. Like she said, it'd be the ones who claim that they love you till death was part type shit. And they'll be the ones to really shame weird. you. And then the ones who you think are going to be not shit are really going to like accept the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, though, like I feel like that's something that you have to do for you. And mm-hmm. if you feel like it's your time then you should do it but definitely don't do that shit for nobody mm-hmm. don't do that for nobody and um i think like be sure and like comfortable with yourself to know like this is i want to do this you know this is worth me doing this i'm ready mm-hmm. you know you never really know when you're going to be ready um i it took me a lifetime to officially come out uh, at least to my mom and like certain people, there was very select few people who I hadn't officially come out to. Everyone else who I felt like, um, it wasn't like I didn't. Like the people who knew already, it's not like they didn't have a significance in my life. Like I was cool with them or like friends and family, but it was just like their opinion. It, it didn't matter to me whether or not they were going to accept me or not. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, if you fuck with me, you do. If you don't, whatever, I'm not losing nothing. That's mm-hmm. that's your loss more than it's mine. Um, but when it came to like my mom, uh, I definitely like, I it was a bigger deal for me because mm-hmm. um, like that woman knows me like the back of her hand, you know? Yeah. Um, so I knew that she had already known, like, she had already known before I had told her, but I took a lifetime to tell her. I didn't tell her until I got in a relationship with her, which I was 25, 26, 26, 26, right? I don't know. 27. Oh, whatever. This is like two years ago. I literally just came out to my mom and was like, mm. well, I guess I, pr- I, pr- I 
not came out to her when I got with you. I think a couple months before that I did because some mm-hmm. I've been living a life majority of the time where people have been outing me. People have been outing me, outing me, outing me to my mom. I and and that's the thing when we say like and be the people who claim they really fuck with you. They be the ones to run their mouth and out you because they want to see you suffer. You know? <laughs> like people were coming and telling me like I'm sure some people thought they were doing me a favor by telling my mom, like, oh, she's going to be gay or, oh, she's gay or, oh, she's her. That's not her friend. That's her shorty or whatever. I I don't know if they thought they was doing me a favor. Some people were, like, outing me selfishly because I didn't personally tell them and somebody else knew. Like, it's been some weird shit. And it's so crazy how much people really care about what you do or who you're loving who you sleep with at night like why does that bother you why are you pressed yeah you don't have to see it right it, like it's really wild so you know i mean i would like to say to keep your circle tight if you don't really want nobody to know and it's not your time however just because someone outs you don't take that as you're coming out you know yeah. to, like you you only you could come out for you people could say whatever the fuck they want but that's not going to validate it you have to validate that mm-hmm. so that's all I'm going to say. Number, what number are we on? Two? Three. Oh, three. Damn, we moving fast. Uh, number three is it's okay to come out later in life. 30, 40, 50, 60, 100. It don't matter. It mm-hmm. does not. It does not have an age limit, a time limit. You know, this is one thing that we have to know or remember. It's like when you're getting older, you change, you know? We change because we experience more things in life. We experience more people, you know, and we're supposed to change. And sometimes we come in contact with people that we didn't even know we could love on a different level, mm-hmm. you know? So it's okay to come out later in life, y'all. Just yeah. know it's going to happen. Yeah. I think that sometimes people don't want to come out later in life is because they... I think it's over. They've been married. To mm-hmm. a man before they've had kids, obviously like with a man, so it's like they feel like they're invalid. Like, mm-hmm. like people are gonna like be like, "You're not fucking gay, fuck out of here!" Like you were <laughs> yeah. married, you have kids. Like nobody could tell you about yourself. First right. of all, um, and it really warms my heart when people message us and they're like late in mm-hmm. like thirties, forties, fifties, and they'll say things like, um, you know, I want to come out, but like, I don't know how everyone's going to react. And it's like, obviously we can't push you to do anything, but we just want to, we just want you to know that it is okay to come out later in life. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, you're the one who got to lay with the mm-hmm. person you're going to lay with. So if that's what you want to do, and you guys also have to remember too, is that people, when people got into those relationships where they were married or had kids, most of them had it young. Yeah. And that's why they're in their 30s, 40s, pondering on their sexuality, too, is because they hindered that side of them mm-hmm. when they got into those relationships. You know, there's a lot of things you don't when you don't explore yourself and explore life. You always wonder, like, oh, I wonder what that would have been like if I got with that person or if I did that or, you know, mm-hmm. if I moved here, you know. Yeah. So I think like once people finally get that break in life where they're like no longer in that situation or in a relationship with someone they were with for a while, mm-hmm. they're like, I think it's time for me to explore that, yeah, you know, version of me. Mm-hmm. So it's OK. Do the damn thing. All right. Number four. This is very important. <laughs> You don't have to pick a label if you don't want to. Don't do it. Take your time. Like, 
so many people come out as like lesbian or gay, queer, whatever, and then um, maybe they they want they're like bisexual or vice versa. They come out as bisexual and then they're like, oh, maybe I'm like lesbian or pansexual. There are so many labels, and I think that within the LGBTQ community, we could be like very um, nitpicky about that. Like, some people really like labels. Some people don't care about labels. Some people think labels are important. Some people think they're not fucking important. I feel like we're a little bit divided when it comes to that in the LGBTQ community. And if you don't know, it's okay to use the generic one, which is gay mm-hmm. or queer. Like, you don't got to be so damn specific, yeah. you know? Um, and I feel like that was something that, I struggled with too and I feel like still struggle with because people have this they feel some type of way around about bisexual people they the LGBTQ community does a great job at (laughs) um how do you say it at making bisexuals feels feel like they're invalid and kind of pushing us away from the community in a way like they want us to figure it out what do you want? You want you want woman, you want man, what do you want? What is it that you want? And I think that's that's corny. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but I agree, the label thing, I say this often. I feel like labels are just to make other people feel comfortable. Um, you know, if you're a person who really stand by your labels and they mean something to you, that's awesome. That's great. Um, you know, at times I think that they, they do serve a purpose. Um, but for me, I guess with my experience of just being in limbo with exploring my sexuality, um, it, it can be very confusing and people can be very shame, shame. How do you say it? Like they really shun you for Mm -hmm. the shit that you do. And it's just really crazy. You Mm -hmm. know, you can go from being, you know, when you're young, you're like, I'm a lesbian. And then Mm -hmm. some people transition and then they actually do explore men and then they have kids. And now all of a sudden, you know, you got the community throwing shots, talking about, yeah, you're not gay. You was never gay. Or like, you know, it's vice versa. You know, you're talking about trans people who then like men. No. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm talking like legit, like gay people who start off gay, you know, and then they're like, oh, okay. or or who are at the time comfortable in that, mm-hmm. oh, in that you know light of like I've messed with girls. That's where I started, and then transitioned oh, and then into messing with guys. Uh-huh. Not even married, just just messing, like just mm-hmm. just exploring that mm-hmm. side of the world. Just like straight people explore gay, so like we're quick to accept that. But it's like vice versa. I don't know. That's just things that I've seen. Um, so I just feel like it sometimes labels, although it affirms things for people, it mm-hmm. also can be it can be very. <sighs> I can't find figure out the word. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it just it just tells makes people come for you because it's like if you say you're this and all of a sudden you're that, people don't people feel like yeah. you're they you're not valid. Like yeah. oh you were faking it the whole time type shit. Like yeah. you want some other shit. You're not true to this, you know? Weird yeah. shit like that. And I can understand that though. Like I feel like people who do feel some type of way is cause they feel like used. Mm-hmm. Like they feel like, oh, you was just fucking with me, like you were just messing with you know, my feelings and my emotions yeah. and you just want to explore with me. But in reality, you you really like men. Mm-hmm. So they feel a little bit you. So I could understand that, that part of it. 
Um, but it is a complicated thing. And I think that people just lack communication skills. Like, tell them, tell them, I'm not sure. Like, they ask you if you're a lesbian, I'm not sure. I'm exploring my sexuality, but I, I don't have to pick a label. Like, yeah, that's it. Mm. Um, and then the next one, number five, has a lot to do with number four is that bisexuality is is valid. And we had we had some TikTok video. Uh, we had posted a TikTok video and a lot of people were arguing with each other in the comments um, about bisexuality and how, you know, they a lot of lesbians don't date bisexuals. They don't like bisexual women and how it could be biphobic. And some people were like, well, it's not biphobic because and this is a this is an example that I want you guys to think about. If you were to meet a girl in the club, right? Y'all vibing. You think she's cute. She thinks you're cute. Y'all having a good time. 20 minutes in, she tells you, oh, yeah, but I'm bisexual. And then you're like, ah, oh, nah. Like, it was nice meeting you, but have a good night. That is biphobic. Because before she said she was bisexual, she told you, like, y'all was having a good time. And then she told you this. And then you was like, nah, fuck out of here. So just ask before you're having a good time. Yeah, but it's like, how do you even ask people that? I don't know. You know, like, it's like, it's like an awkward thing, but like, that's what it means to be biphobic. Like, if that, I mean, it's the same way if you're like, are you gay? You're not gay? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Why would it be uncomfortable to ask somebody if they're bisexual? Everybody's bisexual nowadays, so it should be easy. I don't know. I don't even know how people ask it, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Six, you don't have to be the gay bestie. And you also don't have to fall in love with your bestie, you gay bitch. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, well, I mean, it's your bestie, so I guess it makes sense. But anyway, you don't have to be the gay bestie. And with that being said, you don't have to be the one that everybody's running to just because you're that bitch, you know, and have to take on the world for all your friends. You know, we have, I, I don't know, I feel like we're... As the gay bestie, not that you're held to a higher standard, but it's just like it's a little bit more pressure in the sense of they expect you to be the life of the party. They expect you to be the stylist bitch in the game. They expect you. I mean, you can. Most of the besties, the gay besties are little players, little hoochie doochies. But uh-huh. um, yeah, it's it's just, just a lot of expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be like that. Yeah. But if you got it, bitch, you got it. And, and yeah. that's period. Yeah. But that's really all I got for that. <laughs> number seven. All right. Number seven. Straight girls aren't the only femmes. Period. What do you and mean? And that's on motherfucker. Period. That? Exclamation point. No question marks. What do you mean by that? Uh, what I okay, so for me, again, reverting back to when I was coming up in my gay shit, um, I had this idea of like you're either masculine or feminine. And I feel like at the time where when I was coming out and exploring that side of my sexuality, a lot of us were coming out as studs, right? We were we were really in tune with the mm-hmm. masculinity I- identity of being a lesbian or like being the gay girl. Mm-hmm. Um, that it kind of made it seem like gay girls weren't, don't look girly. Uh-huh. And that's where like a lot of confusion still till today is like, oh, you're you're gay. Uh-huh. You look like this and you're gay. Uh-huh. That's that's not right. You yeah. know, so I feel like in that time, 
it was just like if you knew another gay girl, she was masculine, mm-hmm. and y'all was y'all was cool, y'all was friends. But it was like, where the fe- where the femme gay girls at? Like we made it seem like it didn't exist, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so you date the straight girls because you think only straight girls are femmes, only straight girls look look girly, you know? Um, uh, are they even really straight then? I don't know. It's a hit or miss. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta. And I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. And you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know, because again, back when we were younger, it just made sense and that's what it was. I think now, in like this generation, it's, it's you know, it has broadened its horizons, yeah. or in the words of yours, um, it has... Uh, what's that? Expanded your yes, palette. Yes, expanded your palette. <laughs> but I think this has a lot to do with studs not wanting to date other studs because people think it's weird. Mm-hmm. And you barely see that. Mm-hmm. You barely see that. Right. I can't even name a couple that's a stud and a stud dating. Like, it's like people see that as weird. And I don't know why. But Femme and Femme is okay. Right, right, right. Femme, that shit's femme sexy. Femme is yeah like that's the only that's the only accepted type of mm-hmm. woman on woman version like no grow the fuck up that's a men's ideal idea of fucking mm-hmm. lesbians no but that leads into the next one number eight which is you can date anyone you're attracted to regardless of presentation and that pretty much goes back to the one we just did where it don't matter if you're stud and stud you know if you're attracted to that person be with that person you know there are studs who like studs women who like masculine and part feminine you know women who just like feminine feminine i know a lot of femmes and and it's funny because it's like how can studs be like nah i don't fuck with other masculine jones i want a feminine girl but then get butt hurt when they try to sh- holler at a feminine girl and a feminine 
girls like now nah, only fuck with femmes. Mm-hmm. You know how salty that is. You could relate. I think at one point I could relate. I think at one point I was like, damn. So when I'm like it. it because I also ha- I also experienced both where it's like, oh, well, I'm too masculine. Eventually, I, I found my way with getting um, with being comfortable with fucking with studs or more masculine people because um, I like a little bit of masculine energy. I, I-, I hold a little bit of both. Um, and I was like the in between where it's like I'm a little too masculine for most mass and I'm a I- I'm not at all enough feminine for an over femme shorty who wants like a legit uh-huh. dolled up shorty so i had issues with that uh-huh. in my you know yeah last couple years before i got with you where it was so like all right you weren't fem enough for this i studs. wasn't yeah i wasn't i wouldn't be fem enough for the studs yeah basically and i'm not fem enough for the fem fems who want the fems like what but nah i mean listen when you got it you got it and people are gonna attract to it and i think like it wasn't that um i was out here just like looking for studs like there were some who actually was like all right i'd fuck with mm-hmm. you there was one who was like ah, eh, you're too masculine for me and then she shut the fuck up and she fucked with me uh-huh. and it happens like it's really just about the uh-huh. person you present yourself to be we gotta remember that but it did ain't. you feel like um did you feel like the need to um be more feminine and play like that I'm, feminine role in quotations to an extent mm-hmm. the slightest bit because at some point i did i realized like there's no for me i felt like there was no balance of like a little bit of femininity and masculinity mm-hmm. and at the time i was um i had fucked with super masculine mm-hmm. like super masculine and i got a little bit of femininity out of them and mm-hmm. like at the time, like, I was just growing into my femininity, too. So, mm-hmm. it was like, ah, this is a lot. This is a roller coaster. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So, it, think of it this way. If you've watched The O Word and you've seen Bet and Gigi literally wrestle each other to have sex, that's literally what it was like. Uncomfortable as fuck because it was just the, the, the toss and turn, the this and that. And I was one to be like, yeah, I'm not... I'm not no pillow princess ass bitch. Like uh-huh. that's not how I was. That's not how I came up. Uh-huh. So we about to do this both ways like, or no ways. Two tops going crazy. Right. Um. So yeah, but you you that. can. It don't matter if you fuck with somebody and a person fuck with you. It doesn't matter how they present. At the end of the day, the woman is a woman. The man is a man. If it works for you, let it work for you. Who gives a fuck about what people say? Mm-hmm. As long as you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. Number nine. Turning straight girls out isn't going to prove how gay you are. I don't know why that's a thing. It is. It is. I mean, I think, you know, one good time, sure, it's fine to experience. Um, It definitely is a moment in time where you kind of feel, is it inferior? Is that where you, like, feel like you're on top? I don't know. My my vocabulary isn't all that good. But, like, you kind of feel like the man. You know when you, like, bag the baddest bitch in the game? Yeah. Like, that's kind of how you feel when you when yeah. you get with a straight girl. And, like, that's cool and all. You know, you learn a lot of things in that time, you mm-hmm. know? And, and she also learns that she's just a little bit gay, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't make that... Uh, you know, regular thing. Like people get stuck on that feeling and that excitement and that chase and they kind of live off of that. And they're, they're just constantly in it Mm -hmm. with straight girls. And it's just like, yeah, 
when you're disappointed and they, and they go back to men and really leave you because they really wasn't a whole hundred percent about this life, don't be mad. Um, this is like a, I feel like this is an interesting one because sometimes I do feel like we were all the straight girl at mm. one point. But my problem with this is that I feel like I dated people who they always dated a straight girl. Mm. It was like they they left a straight like they left a straight relate a straight girl relationship, fucked with another straight girl. The next one was another straight girl. Like it was yeah. just it was just like goddamn. Like this is a pattern with you, and then you got upset with the outcome of it because sometimes people aren't aren't at your level. They're not ready to come out, mm-hmm. and then that puts a lot of pressure in the relationship because you are you've been out, you know, and then you date a straight girl, and then you're like. When are you gonna come out? And they're like, "Well, I don't feel like I'm ready yet," you know. Time, so yeah. it's just like a tricky thing. And then dating someone who isn't out yet makes you feel like you're in the closet again, when you've already been there, done that. You just want to literally love this person in front of everybody and and not feel any type of way. So I feel like this one is like a hard one because I do feel like we were all the straight girl at one point, but I don't know, not all, but some of us majority of us but number nine goes in well actually correlate to number 10 which pretty much don't come out if you don't want to it doesn't have to be this big announcement you don't have to owe any whoa you don't owe anyone anything sorry i'm i'm kind of reading but basically yeah you don't owe anybody shit you mm-hmm. don't have to come out on somebody else's time you don't have to come out because the person you you're with them? Yeah. Because you are. Yeah, because. I'm scared. <laughs> not because it's dead ass. Like, I hear so many times and I get it. But mm-hmm. it's just like, don't put yourself in relationships or positions to where you're with somebody who isn't out and you want them to come out. Like, that is not your position or your place to tell them, listen, you're either coming out mm-hmm. or I'm leaving. Then fucking leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, we have to be more compassionate and understanding when it comes to people's coming out process because what was your time like that like you know you have to roll it back Mm -hmm. and think like oh I remember when I was in that space and how I felt and what I was worried about and you know Mm -hmm. so I just feel like as a partner as a friend or whatever even though we know like it's gonna be a little bit better on this side as soon as you come out Mm -hmm. um I just think like we should really be more supportive and understanding Mm -hmm. when they don't want to come out let them come out on their time yeah and I think with what with what I meant with this also it was like um you don't have to come out. You don't have to make a big Facebook post. You don't have to make an Instagram post. You don't have to do anything. Like it don't gotta it, be a huge It don't have to be a huge gestured announcement. Gender reveal yeah. type of thing. Like, <laughs> like as we get older, you know, we we start caring less. I feel like for the younger generation, they may feel the need to like, let me write this big caption and let all all my, <laughs> you know, college friends know that I'm gay now. But like who Let gives me cut a my hair if and I come post, out with a selfie saying I'm gay now. If you post a picture now. with your new girl and people are like, who's that? Who's that? You don't got to respond. Period. Like, it's like, you're just going to keep posting this person. They're going to get the gist of it. <laughs> They're going to understand. Oh, she likes girls. Oh, does she like guys too? Like, who gives a fuck? Let them, <laughs> let them keep wondering. If you want to post just a hand of them and just like, don't post a face, just do, do that. Who cares? Like, I feel like 
a lot of people put, put pressure into just like the coming out process. Mm-hmm. Like I put a lot of pressure into that too, but that's because I have a really close relationship with my family. Um, but I never put pressure into like coming out to society, coming mm-hmm. out to friends. It was just like with friends, you know how I came out? I was like, yeah, so me and this girl, well, I met this girl and this yeah. is what happened. It was literally not like, oh my God, I have to tell you guys something. Yeah. I only did that with, like like I said, family and like close friends. But like friends that I talk to, I'm like, girl, it is what it is. It's just We're a regular conversation. It. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just like if you tell me about a homeboy, I'm going to tell you about a shorty. Like it's not like, oh my yeah. God, like half the time, most, mm-hmm. well, uh, the majority of the time, people kind of already know that you gay. They're going to be like, girl, we already knew. We was just waiting. Yeah. But it that's true. Like I don't. And I think also with, like, the family thing, like, I felt like, oh, I have to come out to everybody. Mm, I like, I got to come out to my cousins. I got to come out to my aunt. I got to come out to my other aunt. I, like, I felt like, oh, my God, this is just too many people. So I just didn't. If you see a picture of me <laughs> and Jojo on the internet, that's on you. I don't yeah, care. Like, so I, I was like, if my mom tells my aunt, even better for me. Yeah, like, right? I don't even have to sit here and tell you. Let them I, have that combo. I just don't want to hear it. And like, we come from a Hispanic, you know, family. And sometimes they could say things that they don't realize are hurtful. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I just don't want to hear it. Like, I told the people who were important to me, parents, siblings. That's pretty much it. Every Extended family, extended family don't care <laughs> yeah you don't have to make a big deal about um telling everybody mm-hmm. like I, when i told my mom i told her when i was ready and everybody else leading up to my mom like everybody pretty much knew except my mom because i wanted to tell her straight up and i knew that she was the type of person to be like i'm not going to believe you until she tells me directly mm-hmm. you know i'm not going to even if i might know she has to tell me directly mm-hmm. um but everybody else i didn't really was like yeah i'm gay or yeah um i was just like yeah i was talking to this show the other day and yeah and that's kind of it was just regular conversation yeah, and, yeah, and you either got it or you didn't mm-hmm. yeah it was never like a listen y'all i'm gay like nah I think I did that to like my dad and my brothers, and that was it. They didn't care about what they thought because I knew they were gonna love me. But my mom was always the biggest, and that was it. Everybody else, you, you, if you let, if you was around, you knew what was up or you didn't, and I really didn't care. Yeah. So, but that closes out our ten things I wish I knew before I was gay. Yep. Oh, before I came out. <laughs> before, because I'm still out. gay. Um, <laughs> right? You hear me? I'm bugging. Uh, anything you want to add before we no, slide? No, that's all. I'm, I'm hot right oh, now. Like, God bless. Um, mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So we're going to get into this family meeting real quick before we hop on out of here. We got shit to do. Say, so nah, I'll let you. Um, this one, right? I don't know. All right. Hello. I came out as a lesbian three or four years ago, and I haven't started dating yet. I've never been on a date or been with anyone, and I don't know where to start. I've thought about dating apps, but that can be a huge gamble. I also thought about trying to approach or meeting someone in public in a public setting, but I feel like I'm too shy and awkward to make the first move. I can't go to any lesbian bar slash clubs either because I'm underage. I'm 19. Any tips? Yikes. It'd be the young ages that are hard to do that. Um, I don't have much experience with uh, dating apps. Honestly, social media has kind of been the 
dating app, so to say. So when you were 19, how were you dating? Girl, I was playing sports and shit. That's how I met people. Mm, okay. <laughs> playing sports in high school, you know, people that I was in class with, making friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that sports definitely was the big play for me when I was younger mm-hmm. because I was meeting people from everywhere. And mm-hmm. the more I met people and played sports, you, you know, you kind of like um, had like, you yeah. know, grew friendships and shit. And then you start to know who's gay, who's not and all mm-hmm. that shit. So I think that played a big part. I feel like if you're working, sometimes working and getting to know the people that you work mm-hmm. and taking not taking advantage, but also like it'd be the mutual friends, you know? Mm -hmm. So with knowing the people that you work with, maybe getting, you know, to know their friends. Like if you go out with them and you get to know their friends and making friends from there and you, you know, people fall into place. That's where you kind of meet people is through meeting other people. Um, but eventually it became social media. Social media is kind of like the dating yeah. app, Instagram. You know, you follow mm-hmm. somebody, you like their pictures. It's kind of like you're telling them, you know, hey, I think you're kind of cute. And then you slide into the DMs and do all that shit. Like, that's still a thing. Um, I think that that's probably where most of everybody's been really doing it. I feel like it's hard to be like um, at that age because I feel like. Real dating, not real dating, but like you, you go on a lot of dates when you're like in your twenties, just because you do go out, you go to bars, you meet people and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're in college or not, but I definitely recommend, um, going to like these queer spaces. Like I know in college, they usually have like a woman's center or like an LGBTQ club and stuff. And even though it sounds corny, like you, you gotta give it a chance. And this is where people are meeting other people. Um, putting yourself out there more like let's say they have like open mic night or like just going to events that the school is already throwing like you never know who you can meet you know um but like if you're not in school then work like I feel like a lot of people meet someone from work however you have to be real careful with that because I feel like dating co-workers could be tragic yeah like, that's why i said go for the friends it could be, yeah like i feel like maybe go out with your co-workers friends and and get to meet people there um like jojo said social media um i don't know about the dating apps just because i feel like you could meet some really weird people there and like you're 19 and sometimes these older people just be taking advantage so yeah. i don't want you to date someone that's like 15 years older than you and yeah. you know like you got you should be dating someone who's like you know in your age range since you've never been in a relationship before yeah. um and yeah i mean maybe we should do like a podcast episode on like going on dates and things like that i think we think so hard especially mm-hmm. when we're younger is like how to date how adults date you know mm-hmm. going to bars doing this i mean let's be real the older you get it's not that much easier it just mm-hmm. opens your uh options, options in yeah. terms of environments you yeah know? Mm-hmm. um but i think that when you think about oh well i can't date like that because i can't get into a bar or like shit mm-hmm. like that you we don't we aren't cognitive of the things we have you know yeah access for to. us yeah mm-hmm. access for us to mm-hmm. have and it's like 
realize what you got. Mm-hmm. You know, school is a big play. That's where yeah. you're getting all your social skills from. You've right. been getting your social skills from school for the last 12 years. Playing sports, getting into clubs. Uh, There's actually establishments. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, hold on. Mm-hmm. There's actually establishments that do... Um, like that, like you said, open mic nights. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be in school. There's some establishments that actually do those things on the regular. Yeah, during, you don't you have know, to be 21. Yeah, you don't have to be over mm-hmm. age just to get in these places. It's just certain hours you can't get in. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just doing your research and mm-hmm. you know finding places that way. I don't know about the whole playing sports thing because if this person is in college, you either have to go in there playing a sport because I feel like it's kind of hard to start. That's where clubs come in. But I recommend going to the actual games and like, you know, just going to these basketball games, whatever it is, just go to the games. You literally never know who you could meet there. And for some reason, there's always a lot of gay girls who play sports. (laughs) And then you find them on Instagram, you stalk them, then you DM them. Period. Period. <laughs> There's this one. Yeah, but I like this one. Oh, okay. All right, next one. I got out of a six-year relationship. I've been single for a year. At heart, I'm very much tomboyish and consider myself more boyish, but I love to dress up girly and very femme. But... All I seem to attract is butch girls, which I'm not into. <laughs> Seems like, ooh, I lost myself. Seems like femmes just aren't into femmes. What? Seems, Seems like, like femmes are just aren't are into femmes. Anything you can recommend or where I can find femmes that are into femmes, which is literally the shit we was talking about. <sighs> I don't know. I guess it's hard to realize, like, well, femmes are gay because it's just like a femme is just a girly girl or just a regular. So it's hard to d- differentiate. Mm-hmm. But there actually are literally femmes out here who like femmes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is hard to tell because that's, that goes back to when I was saying, if you're this way, they don't like you. If you're that way, they don't like you. And I feel like when you're presenting the same presentation as them, it's like nobody shows you attention. Yeah. But when you're the opposite presentation of what you want to attract, mm-hmm. everybody wants to come. Mm-hmm. So I think as a femme, you're always going to get, or when you present as uh, more mm-hmm. feminine, you're always going to get a masculine, like expect to get a mask mm-hmm. lesbian's attention. Like it's going to happen um, a good majority of the time. But you don't know with femmes, you feel me? So it's like you literally have to go up to them the same, like it, regardless of you're presenting femme or or masculine, you got to go up to these people. You got to know what they like. You can't just hold the wall up and wait for someone to come because you're not, it's not going to come. Mm-hmm. So if you want a femme, approach them. And they're but, either going to be like, you're so pretty, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm just not, I, I kind of like masculine women. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. The same way you got to tell studs, listen, I like femmes. You got to take what you dish out, right? But I want to get back into the, um, she said, I'm not into butch girls. Like, obviously this isn't a conversation, so I can't, I don't know what her answer is, but what is it about? butch girls in quotations that you don't like is it their presentation or is it the the way that they act because you may be thinking that someone is super masculine and super butch because of how they present but in reality 
they really be so feminine. A lot of stud girls are so feminine behind closed doors. You'd be surprised. Yeah, but I feel like that would be the same because, like, mm-hmm. you consider yourself a little bit more tomboyish mm-hmm. and, and have a, s- a certain type of masculinity, mm-hmm. but you also present, but you just publicly present yourself more feminine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of the same. Yeah. So, um, but I, I don't know. You got to you gotta approach people nowadays because it's like mm-hmm. you don't know who's gay. You don't know if the femme girl's gay or just a girly girl. You, you, it's, it's a lot of confusion. So mm-hmm. you just got to say, you know, go up, approach people, say the damn thing, you know. Hey, I think you're really cute. I think you're really beautiful. What's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're either going to say, it's just going to be like a regular, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not into it or yeah, what's up? Like you really don't know. What are you gonna lose? Yeah. You can't lose nothing if you never had it, feel me? But you should you could also try new things. What do you mean? Oh, like, yeah. You'd be surprised. Entertain the person. You never know. You might actually like them. Like I said earlier, it don't matter how they look. Give people a chance and they will surprise you. Mm-hmm. But that's all we got for today in this episode. I oh, hope bless. you guys liked it, enjoyed it. She loved it so much. She's getting wet over here. Her water just dropped all over her shirt. Um, is there anything you want to... Um, no, that's all. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you're new here. Please, please, please subscribe. Yes. We post podcast every monday at 12 p.m eastern time and the video goes out at 6 p.m eastern time so yeah and if you haven't signed up for patreon go ahead and do so we post bonus content on there as well every week and that's pretty much it oh side note Mm -hmm. the stuff we post on patreon we do have we do post some audios talking about more personal shit shit that we don't necessarily talk about on here but we also give you um our extra content videos that we give you are more personal to us as well. Mm-hmm. It's not us just chitty chatty. So if you want more of us personally, go ahead and sign up to our Patreon. You will not regret it. You'll be entertained. And that's on period. You heard. <laughs> All right now. Bye. Deuce, deuce, mother goose.